Please be seated. Here in the South, I think that we have cornered the market on eccentric, difficult characters. Present company excluded, of course. My family's no exception, and especially, um, especially relevant to today's uh, scripture from the Old Testament. Um, I even have a great uncle who was at one time a professional wrestler. Great uncle Charlie. My dad would go to junior high school gymnasiums with him to watch him wrestle. In some weeks he would wear the, the mask and some weeks he wouldn't. Um, some weeks he'd come dressed as whatever the enemy of the day was. I think, I think during World War II he would always come as a Nazi. Um, and he would lose, of course. But Charlie was a wrestler. And he was a character in our family. And I'm sure you can all think of people like that in your family. Probably no professional wrestlers, I hope. Um, but difficult characters in the family. Um, you know, there's a, a saying that I, I cribbed from a movie I like, Rounders, that says, um, if you don't know who the black sheep of the family is at Thanksgiving, it's probably you. <laughs> we have lots of black sheep in our scriptures. Anyone who wants to, to treat the Bible as if it's not as racy as, as anything we hear uh, in our Facebook feed hasn't really read the Bible so this stuff I'm about to tell you, I promise you, I'm not making it up. Our hero today, Jacob, was born a twin to his brother Esau. Esau, who was covered from head to foot in hair, yes, in hair from birth. And his name was called Jacob, Jacob, uh, because the name means heel grabber. When he was born, he, he came out of his mother's womb holding on to his brother's foot. So he, his name means heel grabber or supplanter or, in some translations, swindler. And he was the favorite of his mother and his hairy brother was the favorite of his father. Esau liked to hunt and kill meat and bring it home to daddy and daddy was grateful for that. And Jacob liked to stay at home in the tent with the women, it was said. Now, when I say that, understand that I'm saying that as a fellow Jacob and not an Esau. But back then, that was notable. And so Jacob was not in line for the blessing from his father. But since he was the favorite of his mother, Rachel, she helped him cheat his way into his birthright. I promise I'm not making this up. His mother covers his arms and Harry hides to go in and fool his father. And when his father feels his arms and says, Is this my son Esau? He says, Yes, Daddy, it's me. He lies to his poor father. Esau gives him the blessing. Isaac uh, gives him the blessing. And Esau gets word, and of course he is angry and then Jacob falls in love with two sisters, marries one when he thinks he's marrying the other, works a little extra for Laban, their daddy, gets to marry both. There's some weird goat trading. The two wives fight with each other. And Jacob packs up all his stuff and leaves town. And who can blame him? And so he finds himself at a river crossing. 
running from danger, his family, his brother coming after him with 400 soldiers, presumably to work out this whole birthright thing. And now Jacob's at this threshold. One last challenge before entering into this new place. And, and, and now an anonymously named man who is later called an angel, a messenger from God, and maybe even is God, challenges Jacob to this mysterious wrestling match. And understand that Jacob up until now has never chosen to fight, and all of a sudden he chooses to stay and wrestle with this man. Now you get it here, right? Allegory, right? Threshold, wrestling, one last challenge. And and it's not hard to see that Jacob is maybe a stand-in for us today, isn't he? I mean, come on, we cheat, we scheme. We value being uh, on top more than being truthful about who we are. We present an image to the world that is false. We feel as if sometimes we must trick God or people who love us into loving us and blessing us. So remembering all this about ourselves, also remember this about Jacob. When Jacob gets to this threshold and runs into this last challenge, runs into God, God wants to wrestle with him. And this is great news for us because that means God wrestles with us when we are in a fighting mood. God wrestles with us when we shake our fist at tragedy. God wrestles with us when we scream at the heavens in pain. God wrestles with us when we are full up with aggravation and angst, when we get snarky and maybe even a little atheistic sometimes. God wrestles with us. God says to us, bring it on. And God and Jacob wrestle through the night. They, they stay in the darkness together. And at daybreak, this really interesting thing happens. He gets this odd injury from a weird wrestling move or, or, or some kind of uh, you know, punch that this, this angel knows. He gets his hip dislocated and injured. And so we have to remember that as we wrestle and as we wrestle to try to continue growing up and to cross our thresholds and deal with change, be it uh, the change we see when a loved one dies or when we lose church as we know it or, or we have a change in what we would call our faith or our status in the world, we also are given the harsh reminder that wrestling hurts sometimes. Sometimes when we wrestle with God and wrestle with what is important, it is hard. And we have to do hard things. We have to have conversations that we are uncomfortable about having. We have to confront someone or fire someone or or be corrected or fired or rebuked. And what gets us in trouble sometimes is that we know that pain comes during this wrestling and that we fear this pain and how this pain will change us. We spare ourselves from ever even getting in the mud. But see, we learn from Jacob because Jacob stays in the mud. And since he 
He strives with this angel. This angel calls it a draw. And, and, and another interesting thing is that this word for dislocation, Yahab, it sounds like his name, Jacob. I don't know if any of us here have ever had hip problems. You don't have to identify yourself, thus dating your age. I have. As you get older, you, things start to hurt on your body for no apparent reason sometime. And you know when your hip hurts, everyone can tell. You have a limp, an unmistakable limp. And so when we have this wrestling and we have this limp, we are changed for good. We walk differently. So we're invited today to a new way of living here. Author Brene Brown, she calls this approach to life and faith in becoming more human a process that has, has three parts when we encounter any difficulty. She says we're invited to get down in the mud. Uh, we, we have a ruckus, she calls it. Uh, when we are, uh, something happens and we encounter difficulty. And then she says there's a rumble. And if we can stay with those things that are causing us difficulty and wrestle with them, then in the end, she says, there's a reckoning, a ruckus, a rumble, and a reckoning. And so, with curiosity and courage and lots of help, we can get up from this ruckus and rumble, reckoned with these things and changed, maybe a little scarred and certainly limping, but more human. God strives with us, whoever we are, however we are. And God has always struggled with us. And we especially see this in the person of Christ. He struggled as a human being. And we see that God grieves with us, that she sits next to us as we fake, shake a fist to the sky. She joins with us as we, as we have joy and weeps with us when we believe that we are separated from her. But at the end of the struggle, we are no longer who we once were. And so one of the places where we struggle certainly is in church. But any place where we struggle and we wrestle becomes a holy place, becomes Peniel. And I'm sure you can think of something that you've wrestled with and learned from. And there's, it's a holy place and a holy time. But together here, folks, we can strive. We have a place where we can strive, sometimes just by showing up. We can strive together by being engaged in ministry or by taking part in conversations with our community about our doubts, about our difficulties. Honest conversation about tensions that emerge from our deepest selves and from being together. Because, see, Jacob teaches us that our life together is not about being all neat and squeaky clean. No, it's about being in the mud. It's about running towards those messy rivers. Asking the names of those angels we encounter and then letting them change us. Through our striving with God, we can reorient ourselves towards what's important. We can cross the rivers we meet. We can journey together towards what's important. It's people who are real, people who are beloved, 
and maybe even a little muddy and certainly walking with limps. But holders of new names, like the one that Jacob is given, new names like beloved, child, Christ follower. See, God is with us. But God is with us to strive and God is with us to remember who we are. God is with us to get muddy. Most of all, God is with us to wrestle. Amen.